Hi, I'm Brad Bright, and this is the God is the Issue podcast where we seek to make God the issue in every issue. Today, we're going to talk about the time I turned down my dream job. But before we go there, I have a question for you. Have you ever thought about what you were born for? What it is you were uniquely created to do? You know, I will never forget the day an Episcopal priest who happened to be a friend. He said to me, Brad, you have a martyr's complex. And I looked at him. I said, I sure hope not. He said, no, 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 you don't understand. He said, a martyr's complex is a person not who has a death wish, but a person who is most comfortable in the heat of the battle. Well, guilty as charged. I love being in the heat of the battle. You know, some of us were born to be teachers or encouragers or nurturers or organizers or or planners or the list can go on. But everyone is necessary. However, some of us were born to be warriors or martyrs, as my friend Brian said. Warriors are inextricably drawn to the heat of the battle. But all of us, whether we like it or not, all of us are engaged in the battle for the heart and soul of our country and for the heart and soul of this planet. The only question is, will we show up and will we do it God's way or our way? That's the question we face. You know, I spent much of the 80s in politics. You know, it's a full contact sport. I loved it. I loved the thrill of the battle. You know, I'm an adrenaline junkie. And so an adrenaline junkies love the heat of the battle. But the problem is I burned out my thyroid in the process. You know, saying things do break sometimes. However, you know what? I learned after a few years in politics, I realized that politics divorced from a spiritual foundation could never turn America around. So at the age of 31, I joined the staff of Campus Crusade for Christ in order to be able to more effectively address the core issues of life in a way that could make a lasting difference. Now then, I had a passion to make God the issue in every single issue. And my dad was my greatest cheerleader, you know, the guy who founded Campus Crusade for Christ. However, there were many who chafed at using cultural issues as a platform for talking about God. They thought that questions like, if God doesn't exist, then why is racism or abortion wrong? They they thought those questions were too political. Um, But then there were those who wanted to keep a hard line of demarcation between religion and politics, God and politics, you know, period. You know, some people just thought it was dirty. Others thought that using cultural issues to make God the issue would hurt the Great Commission. And, and others, though, they thought that getting over spiritual would hurt their political strategies. I mean, they said, God, God bless America, but it didn't go any deeper than that. Let me illustrate what I'm talking about. Uh, after I'd been on, on the staff with Campus Crusade for Christ for a few years, was in ministry, kind of getting my feet under, under me, I got the call one day, and it made me salivate. It was my dream job. This is the draw job. I thought this is where I could make the greatest difference given my skill set. I was asked to become the director of training for one of the largest major evangelical uh, grassroots political organizations in the country. I'd be training 50,000 activists a year. Think of that. A warrior training 50,000 other warriors every year. What more could I ask for? Actually, I asked for one more thing. When they refused my request, I walked away. What was the deal-breaking request? 
Well, since it was a Christian organization, that's what they said they were, I wanted to add two optional seminars at the very end, optional and at the very end, and they were how to be sure you're a Christian and how to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. You see, I'd seen too many Christians start with good intentions, but then they'd blow themselves up or they'd become part of the problem because the foundation in their life was not sufficient for the intense battles that they faced in the political arena. You see, I did not want to send 50,000 warriors into harm's way without adequate armor. That organization didn't want to muddy the waters with overtly spiritual content, and I wanted no part of sending warriors ill-equipped to survive. You know, I can remember when a very successful businessman, uh, who, was a, who was a dear friend as well, he called me and he said, Brad, I'm going to run for Congress. And he clearly expected me to be excited. Well, the first question I ask is, well, tell me, how is your daily time with God? Big pause. And then he said, well, you know, up until a year ago, I, I, I had a quiet time every day. But this past year, I have been so busy putting together my new business that I haven't had time. I responded then, tell you what, you have no business running for Congress. No business at all because you will go in with good intentions, but I promise you within five years, you will become part of the problem because your anchor is not set. He clearly didn't like my response. But a month later, he called me back and he said, Brad, I've decided to not run for Congress. And I responded, wise choice. You know, without our daily time alone with God, without an adequate understanding of who God is, without a deep understanding of the Spirit-filled life, we cannot survive the battles. Eventually, they will eat your lunch. You know, in politics, the battles are 100 times more intense than almost any other arena. And the reason is because politics is all about power. And power is seductive almost beyond belief. As a believer, you don't want to fight those battles in your own strength. I promise you, you, you don't. You, in fact, though, you, you don't even want to fight any battles in your own strength. You know, in, in Luke chapter 24, verses 29, this is where Jesus was coming to the disciples. He was getting ready to leave earth. And here's what he said to them. He said, stay in Jerusalem until you are clothed with power on high. Acts chapter 1, verses 4 and 5 reflects this same moment. Jesus told his disciples not to leave Jerusalem until they were baptized with the Holy Spirit. These are guys who had spent three and a half years following Jesus around. They had performed miracles. They had cast demons out in Jesus' name. But Jesus told them to sit tight to stay in Jerusalem until they were filled with the Holy Spirit, until the Holy Spirit empowered them. Now, then, if these guys who Jesus had personally taught and personally trained for three and a half years couldn't face the battles in their own strength, do you really think that we can? See, Acts 1.8 says, You will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest parts of the earth. Until you learn to rely on the Spirit of God, all you're doing is showing up at the battle with a slingshot. 
The only way we'll ever see America turned around is we start making God the issue in every issue, from abortion to same-sex marriage to climate change to transgender ideology to racism to gun control. You see, it's not enough to say stop it. Stop it is not a winning strategy. The Apostle Paul never told pagans to change their behavior. He always told them to change their God. He never told them, stop it. It's not enough to tell people, stop it. We have to point Americans back to God. But we have to rely on the Spirit of God to empower us every moment of every day if we're going to be effective. Folks, we can save America, but we can't continue to do it in our own strength and wisdom. I don't care if you're in politics or business or media or science or medicine or entertainment or even ministry. If you are not empowered by the Spirit of God as Jesus commanded his disciples, then you are part of the problem. Did you catch that? If you are not empowered by the Spirit of God as Jesus commanded his disciples, then you are part of the problem. The first step in changing America is not to change America. The first step in changing America is to let God change you. Because unlike the federal government, you can't give away what you don't own. Not possible. You know, but like Jesus' disciples, once you are empowered by the Spirit of God, you can go out and change the world. If you'd like to know more about what this looks like, contact me at brightmedia.org. That's brightmedia.org. And by the way, sign up for my weekly podcast because I'm going to be talking about these things every week, about what that looks like, how to make God the issue in your life, how to make God the issue in culture. Together, we can change America. Together, we can change the world for Jesus Christ, but only if we rely on the Spirit of God to empower us for the battle. And by the way, today I am doing my dream job. I get to engage thousands of people every week, teaching them how to more effectively make God the issue in every issue, because God really is the issue.